helping you to become just like titanium in your own life. Unbreakable, unsinkable. David Essel alive, celebrating 22 years on the air. Welcome aboard America's Positive Radio Talk Show. And really, the show is about that. It's helping you become stronger, um, helping you to become more confident, helping you to become more realistic, helping you to become unbreakable is what we've been doing for all these years. And we are so glad that you've chosen to share your day with us and time with us. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. We welcome all of our 12 million XM satellite radio subscribers to the show. Of course, we're heard on XM 168. And for those who do not have XM yet, you can listen to us live, streaming free at talkdavid.com. And we are very proud to be part, of course, of the Premier Radio Network, 1-800-548-8255. We have Dr. Debbie coming back. We're going to talk to Dr. Debbie, Harvard-trained physician. She's going to be with us in just a, a couple minutes talking about a fabulous, incredible topic that that might ruffle some feathers, that might make you stretch your mind, that might challenge your belief systems, or it might just help you get more resolved on what you think is the reality of monogamy. Is monogamy a myth? Is it some fallacy that was created uh, through society to keep us in alignment, to keep us in control? Is, um, is monogamy something that, that is not natural to the human race? That it, is it natural for the human race to crave attention, affection, sex from multiple partners at the same time? Does that ruffle your feathers to hear that? Does that make you uncomfortable? Could that be true? Or is the flip side true? Is monogamy natural? And anyone that has the cravings, the desires for more than one partner at a time, are they acting in an unnatural way? I wonder what side of the fence you're on. I wonder what side is the truth. We're going to find this out here today with Dr. Debbie. She rocks every time she comes on the show. I absolutely love her. Incredibly grounded, intelligent, spiritual, everything wrapped in one. And she's a freaking doctor, an MD. (laughs) Don't you love it? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. And I want to mention this. We're going to talk about monogamy. We cover so many different topics on the show. Or in the first hour, we talked about the afterlife. Is there a such thing, right? And then the second hour, we did all of your astrology calls with Jan Spiller, and now we're going to go into monogamy. The purpose of this program, and it hasn't changed for 22 years, is that we want you to realize at any time in life, you can shift, you can change, you can drop an addiction, you can forgive someone, you can lose the weight for good, you can make the money for good at any given time. You can change, and that's what the show was formulated on all those many years ago because we want to bring ideas and thoughts, sometimes unique, sometimes you're going to buy in right away, sometimes we might challenge you, but it is in the challenge that we grow. And if you want to get something more than you than you have right now in life in regards to any of these topics, mind, body, spirit, money, career, etc., You're going to have to go to a different level. You're going to have to go to a different thought process. For if you continue with the thought process you have right now regarding money, you will stay at the same income. If you stay right now at the same thought process regarding love and relationships, you will not get anything more than what you have right now. Now, if you have all the money you need and you don't need any more money, stay there. If you have all the love you need and you don't want any more love or the relationship you have is mind-blowing and you don't even want it to get any better because it's so awesome, stay there. If your body is killer and you love your body, then don't change a thing about your thought process and your habits. Stay there. However, if there's any area of life that you want to change, that's what we're here for, to help you 
to guide you, to give you thoughts and ideas to get to the next level. 1-800-548-8255 is the number. Dr. Debbie, um, you've seen her on CNN and Dr. Oz. She's a Harvard-trained physician, as I mentioned. She's assistant professor at uh, New York University School of Medicine, and she does a lot more than that as well. And we're here to talk about the science of, of monogamy. Dr. Debbie, welcome back. Thank you, David. It's great to be back. Yes. So isn't this a funky topic, Doc? Well, I I mean, I think it's an important topic. I see so many people talking about monogamy and using science to back their views when uh, it doesn't necessarily always support what they're saying. So I'm glad to be back to be able to talk about this with you. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I'm excited, too. Now, so let's talk about science. Explain to us what position science takes in regards to monogamy. Let's throw away, let's not get involved with religion or societal values or morals or ethics or any of that kind of stuff. What does science say? Since you're a a Harvard-trained physician, share that side with us. Okay, so originally, I mean, the way that scientists used to look at it is that the reason that people have sex at all is to reproduce or to um, procreate. I mean, religion kind of supports that as well, but from the point of view of science, the idea is that you want to pass on your genes, you want your kids or your offspring to survive, and then later take care of you and keep the species going or keep the human race going. So um, originally, people would look at it as though a male should want to have sex with as many females as possible so they can have as many offspring as possible and pass on their genes, whereas females, because it took longer for them to actually have their offspring or have their kids, that they might be more in favor of monogamy or fewer relationships. So that's what I hear people refer to a lot of times, that, oh, it's natural for males to want to have sex with as many females as possible. But the reality is, if you look at science in terms of survival, things are evolving. It makes a lot more sense for a male to have sex with a female and then stick around or stay with that female to ensure that the child survives. And we're seeing that also in society a little bit more compared to, you know, thousands of years ago. Now men and women are staying together a little bit longer. They are investing more in their children, and they are trying to make sure that, you know, if the children survive, that they are more productive. I mean, the survival rates of children are increasing. So Right. Now, now what about um, a male that has no children? How does that so, change? Well, I mean, it depends. It doesn't necessarily change the science of things, but I think, you know, it may make a difference in terms of other things, like how, why that uh, person is in a relationship or wants to be in a relationship or if they want to be in a relationship at all. I mean, there's more to relationships and monogamy than just having kids, but, you know, scientists will usually look at it that way from the larger perspective. So. Right. Is it, is there, um, going back to this whole thing about going thousands of years ago when cavemen would roam around and have sex with as many women as they wanted? I'm, I'm just saying as an instance. Yeah. You know, to, now, now we come forward in time, and yes, times change, but could the primitive brain still be back in that time in regards to men wanting to still be with as many women as possible? Well, I think so. I mean, it's not that it's necessarily a primitive brain. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to put it that way. But I think, you know, I mean, our society for different reasons make us, you know, makes us feel like we want to have more, you know, whether it's more partners, you know, more money, more stuff in general. I think there's that factor. But I think if our society kind of valued, oh, if you have one partner, that's what's, that's what's important, then, 
you know, then that might change. But some of it has to do with status and kind of being able to feel like you could have as many women as possible, I think. Right. And then what about affairs? So when affairs happen in a relationship, I mean, I know in my work, we always go underneath and look at the cause and the reasons and, you know, resentments and all this other stuff comes up as to why someone would stray. Could this drive from our ancestors be another reason why, even though you might have a really wonderful, loving relationship, that it's just not enough because of the drive that's there from the beginning of time? So I think that it has to be balanced. I mean, I'm sure people can be attracted to multiple people at the same time. You know, that's that's natural. That's normal. Whether you act on it is a different story. So if you're in a committed relationship, I'm not talking about people who are uncommitted, but if you're in a committed relationship and then you choose to stray or have an affair, I think it has more to do with other factors than just being attracted to someone. I mean, there might be something that's unsatisfying about your relationship, or maybe it's something um, in yourself that you're just generally unsatisfied or unhappy and you want to, you know, do something to kind of uh, change that up a little bit. But I don't think it can be put solely on biology. And then there's the addiction part uh, because anything that you, you mentioned this earlier, you know, we, we have this drive. Many of us have a drive in society to have more that, you know, it's like the alcoholic one or two or three or four drinks isn't enough. And to the sex addict, one or two or three or four partners may not be enough. We're talking with Dr. Debbie. We're going to be coming back in a minute. Is monogamy a myth? We're going to carry on more as we talk to Dr. Debbie. You're tuned in. To David Essel Live, America's Positive Radio Show. More information on Dr. Devi and the show at talkdavid.com. I am David Essel. Stay right there. <laughs> this song, if you know the song and you've heard the whole song, it's incredibly appropriate for this topic we're talking about, monogamy and sex with Dr. Debbie. Dr. Debbie, Harvard-trained physician, uh, assistant professor at NYU School of Medicine, seen on CNN, Dr. Oz, and more. Um, doctor, And more on her, go to drdebbie.com, D-E-V-I, drdebbie.com. Dr. Debbie, how this topic came up was a listener wrote in, a while ago, um, that she was in a great marriage. She loves her husband. They have an incredible relationship. She wants to stay married and then the big butt. But I just really love to have sex with other men. What, 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 what comes to mind when you hear that? Well, I think there's two different things. So when people talk about monogamy, there's actually at least two different types of monogamy. There's social monogamy and then there's sexual monogamy. Social monogamy is kind of like marriage, that you want to be with one person and, you know, it's a serious relationship. So you might be sharing a house or a home, you might be sharing food, you might be sharing all kinds of different things, but it's like, it's more of a social situation. And then sexual monogamy is more about only having sex with one person. So it sounds like she wants to have the social monogamy with her husband, but she wants to have kind of uh, avoid the sexual monogamy. I mean, I think, you know, there's no there's no way to say what's normal or abnormal, but I think that it is dangerous to have that view if the person that you're with 
doesn't have it, and I think keeping it a secret or not necessarily uh, looking at why you might have those feelings is dangerous also because it might lead you to act on them and then trash a relationship that, you know, that is so important to you. Amen. I mean, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. And then then we have the opposite where both partners and, of course, it's called the swinging lifestyle, right? Yeah. Where, where where both partners decide that they want to play outside of their marriage and they're open and honest and talking about it and communicative and then they act on it. So same thing. I mean, if people have the same view, it's possible that they can kind of continue that way. My experience, though, is that people usually don't uh, both want to swing lifestyles. Like something that they think is interesting at first but then what usually happens is somebody gets jealous or somebody really starts to feel uncomfortable with the whole situation, and then things start to deteriorate that way also. So, I mean, I can see people arguing for it and maybe being able to do it for a short period of time, but it's a difficult way to live long term. Do you know in, in the 20-plus years of, of counseling couples that I we probably have had maybe 5% go into this lifestyle successfully, which obviously means 95% failed at the lifestyle. Yeah. That, you know? I, that sounds about right to me, too. I think it would be very difficult to, to maintain that. And then, and then, Dr. Debbie, what do you think about polyamory? The ability to fully be in love with multiple people to sign time. I mean, you know, like fully, not I, I really love him or her because of their hair, but I love you as my lover. I mean, I mean, truly being able to love two totally different people with equal deep intensity. You know, I haven't seen it myself, but I, I believe that it could exist. Because if we think about people, let's say, uh, you know, where they're in love with one person and something happens, either that person dies or, or something else happens, and then they fall in love with another person. I mean, it is possible to have love or true love with uh, multiple people. I just think it's difficult to have it at the same time because in order to fall in love, I guess it depends what your definition of love is, but I would think it would involve trust and respect and a lot of different things besides just uh, being attracted to each other or having, their, you know, similar interests and stuff. So right. in order to fully have that, you really would have to make maybe more of a commitment to spending time with that person or possibly being exclusive with that person. And I think those things would limit you from actually being fully in love with multiple people at the same time. You know, we, we have, and I haven't seen, I don't watch reality TV, but <laughs> I mean, I, I watch very little TV, but you know, polygamy has been around since the beginning of time, probably. Would that be correct? Sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do you know much about polygamy? I mean, can people, I know there's, and I say reality show because I know there was a reality show about a polygamous family, a, a guy with like eight or nine wives or something like that. Do you know in, in your research and in your knowledge, can that work and can people be happy and healthy? Now, we know even just in a couple, a man and a woman, that they go through ups and downs and hell and greatness and, and crappiness. So I'm not saying could you have eight wives or eight husbands and be perfect, but do you think that that paradigm is workable? I think it, I think it's possible for it to work, but it depends on the society. In our society here... I mean, we expect monogamy, so I don't think that that, I think that that would um, be very difficult to do. But in other cultures, I mean, I actually saw a documentary about Islam just recently in Egypt. So essentially, one of the reasons that uh, men were sometimes able to marry multiple wives, it wasn't because 
the men necessarily wanted to have sex with multiple women. It was because they didn't want any women to remain unmarried because they would have a difficult time in society. So a man might get married once, but then if another woman really couldn't have kids or was alone at an uh, older age, let's say, he would marry her as his second wife. So the idea there was that, you know, at least at that time, was that, you know, you're really taking care of everyone in your society. So in that sense, I don't know that it would be perfect either, but it seems like if that's the expectation or the norm or the culture and everybody's on board with it, then it might work. I don't know if that would work today, even in, you know, Islamic culture, just because things are changing and a lot of things are becoming more westernized, let's say. Right. Right. We, we have we've had that big change um, and we have two minutes left. And and I, I don't want to get into a topic we can't fully explore. But we did have the change years ago when the Mormon religion outlawed or called polygamy um, uh, illegal. Do you know why that they, they because it was it was accepted for so long? Do you know why they finally came out and said that polygamy will no longer be a legal act? You know, I'm not sure. I would wonder if it has to do with things in our culture. I mean, we have so many things besides just societal expectations that come into play, you know, let's say health care, for example, or marital law or benefits and things like that. So I'm not sure if right. all those things kind of factored in as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, you know, I didn't even think about all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, can you imagine if, if you had, like, Dr. Davy, let's say you had eight husbands, and you, you decided to divorce one or two or three of them. I mean, you could be in court for 20 years. That's true. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of marital law when I'm thinking of all this stuff. Uh, com. Please check her website out, com. Harvard-trained physician, assistant professor um, at New York University School of Medicine. Final thoughts, Dr. Devi, 40 seconds. Final thoughts on love, relationships, monogamy. I'd love to have you take the floor. All right. Well, I think essentially, you know, love is based on trust and respect. So for the most part, it's really hard to invest all of that in more than one person. I mean, I do think there is a difference between social monogamy or marriage or living together versus sexual monogamy. But I think if you can put all of that together, that's when you're going to find the most rewarding or meaningful relationship. Yeah. And and when we think about peace of mind and we think about doing what feels right, and we think about all those things, to concentrate our effort and love on one person probably makes the most sense, right? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dr. Debbie, we just solved a major problem in this world together. We're doing that every now and then. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. And we're going to get you back, honey. How does that sound? Thank you. That sounds great, David. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a beautiful rest of your, your night, Dr. Debbie. All right. You too. You bet. Bye-bye now. David Essel Live, helping you to make the best decisions in life with love and sex and money and everything. Call us, 1-800-548-8255. This is an opportunity for a free coaching session on the air. You have an issue, do you have a question? Absolutely free. If you were sitting in my office, it would be hundreds of dollars. Call me, 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay there.
You're tuned in to David Essel Live, America's positive radio talk show. 1-800-548-8255. Call us now, 1-800-548-8255. You want to talk about sex, love, monogamy, polygamy, uh, whatever is on your mind. This isn't a great opportunity. Free coaching session on the air. Call us now, 1-800-548-8255. Several people responding to the last uh call with Dr. Debbie, who I love having her on the air, um, a Facebook response. Let me read this from Facebook right away. I have a hard time fathoming that those females who are married to a polygamist do not get emotionally distraught. Um, another person just texts in stress with one partner is enough. <laughs> stress with one partner is enough. Exclamation point. Another person just wrote in, uh, tried a relationship with two people at the same time. It was very hard opted to go back to the quote-unquote normal way. 1-800-548-8255. Are you in a relationship that's hard? Would you like to try to be with two people at the same time or three people? Do you believe that you have a drive, a personality type that you need more than one person to be in a relationship with? 800-548-8255. I'm going to also get to a a, 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 an email that came in about uh, believe they be, they do believe in, in monogamy, but they're looking at changing their sleeping arrangements. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. I want to thank everyone that works so hard uh, here in the studio and around us, running the show, Studio E, Los Angeles, California. Nathan Staten, the engineer. Will Wilkerson, segment producer. April O'Leary. The guest producer. Just love the work everyone is doing here for the show. Brand manager, Lisa Doyle. Um, and Facebook posting, LinkedIn, uh, Vivian Giuliano. Awesome, awesome during our show. David Essel Live can be heard around the world online. Online streaming is powered by Error FM Live at errorfm.com. Thank you all very much for your great work. 1-800-548-8255. This just in, I believe in monogamy. By the way, we love when you have that doctor on the show. That is Dr. Debbie. Yes, we love her too. Uh, You had spoken a month ago about many clients you've worked with who created unusual living arrangements that work for them. My husband and I are looking into separate rooms and maybe even separate condos. We are both fully in love and committed, but find after 15 years we each need more personal space. Does this sound healthy? Would you recommend it? Uh, what do we tell family and friends? Uh, we love your show. Thank you very, very much. Have you ever done a non-traditional living arrangement, or would you recommend it? Do you think what this person is looking at with their husband, they've been married 15 years, they love each other, but they're looking at even at getting separate condos, is that healthy? Would you recommend that? one 800 548 I'd love to get America's feedback on this. Um, have you ever done it? Did it work? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you, do you wish you could do that? Oh my God. Do you wish that you could have separate homes? 1-800-548-8255. And I'll tell you a story in a little bit about a couple out of Philadelphia that rocked with this question. Um, what would you tell, if, if, if you had to talk to your partner, and you really wanted more space. Would you, do you think you would have the strength to say to them, look, I love you. I'm not leaving you. I just want to move next door. I just want to live in the floor below us. I want to live upstairs and you can live downstairs. Do you think it's healthy? Like this listener is writing in and asking this. Does this sound healthy? Would you recommend, would you recommend it? 1-800-548-8255. What would you tell your friends when all of a sudden they found out that you both were living apart? Would that embarrass you? Would you have a hard time doing it? Can you see the benefits that would come 
from that? I remember a number of years ago working with a couple that came in and um, they had reached a point in their relationship that they were going to divorce. So they came in to actually set up the divorce with me. And as we worked together and we're trying to figure out why, I'm sitting there going, God, they're sitting here being really nice to each other. And they said that they just couldn't sleep in the same room anymore. They couldn't really spend as much time as they had in the past. And they felt uncomfortable and they thought that they were falling out of love. And after working for a while together, they weren't falling out of love. They were feeling pressured by society to live as a couple in a certain way. And when they broke through that pressure, they ended up living in separate areas of the house. They had their own nights out. They ended up falling even deeper in love. But instead of divorcing, they just separated their existence. So they weren't on top of each other all the time. Isn't that brilliant? 1-800-548-8255. What would you tell this 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 couple that's from 15 years married, they love each other, but they're thinking about separate condos, and they want to know, does this sound healthy? They want to know, what would they tell their friends and family? Have you been in that situation? Would you like to be in that situation? Do you think that a couple can stay together and be in love but not live in the same house? Like they live in the same town. It's not like bi-coastal couples, right, that have an excuse. That they go, well, you know, I have to keep a place in on the East Coast and you have to keep a place in the West Coast and we'll meet in the middle of the country every other week. It's not that. It's not like their work is keeping them apart. It's their decision that living together isn't working anymore. But you know the pressure that comes from family and friends to not act on what is right for us is so insane that we might stay together and be unhealthy. Can I get an amen? And this reminds me of a story. A couple in Philadelphia had gone through this very, very similar thing. They had been together a number of years. They didn't sleep well in the same bed ever. They never, ever slept well together. And it wasn't snoring. There was just some kind of an energy thing going on. So they started drifting apart. And the guy would go out and sleep on the couch, but he'd never get good night sleeps. And finally, they made a decision. And they said, you know, even though our friends and family are going to think we're crazy, we're going to buy a new house. And the house is going to be flats. You know what a flat is. So one of the flats upstairs is a complete house by itself, and the other flat is downstairs. And what they would do is they live by themselves in each of these flats. And in the morning, they would decide where the, which flat they were going to have breakfast in. And they would have breakfast, and then they'd say, have a great day, and they'd see each other for dinner. And then they would make love some nights, other nights they wouldn't, but whoever made love would go up to their own room or down to their own room. And it worked unbelievably well. Would you be willing to do that if that would save your marriage? Would you be willing to do something unique, diverse, in order to have a really healthy marriage? There's so much pressure in our society to sleep in the same bed, to live in the same house, even if it doesn't work for us. And then we get into, you know, the night shift work or the person that snores or the person that likes to stay up late and the person that likes to get up early. And we're forcing ourselves into cookie cutter lifestyles and it ain't working. But it takes a lot of strength, doesn't it? It takes an immense amount of strength to look at your partner in the eye and say, you know what? We have to shift this. If we're going to stay together as a couple or we're going to stay married, we've got to do it differently because this isn't working. And I love I love it when we got we just got a text in saying, this is exactly what my wife and I did 15 years ago, and our relationship has never been stronger. Amen. Meaning, 
this living separately thing, as they went on in their text. They have two different places. And I, and I want you to think right now. Now, the, own, the most difficult thing that we've seen with our clients is their willingness to talk honestly with their partner. And here's something really funny. Do you know many times when you talk honestly with your partner that they might be thinking the same thing? So we're afraid of rejection, right? We're afraid of getting rejected. We're afraid of saying, you know, I just can't sleep with you anymore. I've never been able to sleep with you anymore. I'm going to sleep in the other room. I'm going to create my own little life. Because this, if you, if you don't sleep well with your partner, unless there's something going on at the emotional level, you have resentments going on, that kind of stuff, or you're cheating, you feel guilty. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying in general, if you're not cheating, you don't feel guilty, you have no resentments, but you still can't sleep well together. There is nothing more important than a great night's sleep. Get separate rooms. Don't worry about what other people think and say. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, we want to bring you fresh ideas, different ideas to help you make the best decisions in life so you can maximize your time here. I'm David Essel, talkdavid.com, 1-800-548-8255. More to come. Stay there. You're tuned into America's Positive Radio talk show every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Welcome aboard as we explore life and love. Lots of relationship questions coming in, I guess, because of our, our friend, Dr. Debbie, stirring up the pot a little bit there with the monogamy stuff and getting along, couples getting along. 800-548-8255. Uh, this is like, this is absolutely, this is what I love. You're getting free coaching on the air via the emails we answer, the guests we have, and uh, and you can even do it one-on-one. If you have a thought, if you have a question, maybe you're in a relationship struggle, a financial struggle, maybe a health issue, you have something right now on your mind, maybe you're a procrastinator and you're not getting done what needs to get done, call us. Get, get, we'll, we'll just do it for free. What would cost you hundreds of dollars in our, our office will be due absolutely free right now, one 800 548-TALK, 1-800-548-TALK. My wife and I seem to argue weekly uh, to help couples stop all the nonsense. You must have off-the-wall techniques that work. We need a lot of help. I'll tell you the most off-the-wall technique. I just went through and taught two couples last week during sessions this very technique is this. And if you want something off the wall, I got it for you. And I want to tell you also this works. As crazy as it sounds, it works. And that's, that is this. When you start to argue with your partner, one of you, in the middle of the argument, strip. <laughs> one of you, take all your clothes off. Just, I, I'll tell you what. I heard this years and years ago, and I thought it was insane. And one time I tried it. I was with my a, a partner at the time, and we were going down the same freaking path, right, arguing about the same ridiculous stuff. And all of a sudden it popped in my head. You know what? I've never tried that technique. I've told clients to try it, but I've never done it myself, and I did. I just stripped. And she stood there looking at me going, okay, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? She said, why are you standing there nude? (laughs) And the very reason we did it was to stop the argument, and it worked. And she started laughing. I don't think at me. I'm not really quite sure. 1-800-548-8255. 
I'm great at planning and goal setting, yet I struggle being more successful. I'll tell you what the answer to this question is. Planning and goal setting, gang, is way overrated. Do you know why? Because when we spend time planning and setting goals, it probably means for most of us who aren't successful that we're not prioritizing tasks, that we're not doing the most difficult tasks first. I want to go to my, my, my mentor, Joe Cerulli. Joe Cerulli taught me this uh, 15 years ago, that whenever you're not moving in a line of success in life with your weight loss, with making more money, with whatever it is that you're struggling with, it's probably because you're not doing the most difficult pass, uh, class, tasks first thing in the morning. So people get these lists going, right? You have a list of 25 things, and at the end of the day, you have 20 of them marked off, and all of them are pretty inconsequential. And the five that were carried over from the day before are the ones that would really make a difference. Isn't that the truth? It's like, don't worry about making a list of 25 tasks to do. Make a list of the five you don't want to do, because that's probably where your gold is. I love that tip. I love to be able to share it with you. Because it absolutely works. 1-800-548-8255. Text us at 941-266-7676. 941-266-7676. And also, you know, I keep forgetting to do this. If you want to listen to your, your the show that you're listening to right now on your iPhone, we have people from all over the USA listening in all these wild places that we get emails from. While they're washing their car, while they're waxing their car, on their iPhone. You can listen to the show on your iPhone. All you have to do is join our VIP texting club, and you can listen to us wherever you go. You just plug it in, bingo, and every week we send you a text right when the show starts, and then you can just hit the link and listen to it right on your iPhone. This is what you do to join the DEA, David S. Live VIP texting club. Write this down. Type in the number into your phone, 69302. 69302. Then in the message box, type in talk David, all one word, lowercase, talk David. Then hit send. Let me give you that again because you're going to get a free motivational tip every week on Saturdays plus a link to listen to the show. So we even remind you when the show is on. To join the VIP texting club, type in the number 69302. 69302. Then the message talk David and hit send. Bingo. You're part of the club, and you can listen to the show every week on your iPhone. Um, oh, this went. This goes back. Holy cow! This goes back to a question that came up. Um, remember the Notre Dame uh, linebacker that uh, they got caught with the catfish stuff, right? Oh my lord, Teo. Right, the linebacker tail. Uh, and we received another email. And I said before at that time I was going to share a, a couple stories with you about how we were catfished on this show years ago. And the one I shared with you about the kid, uh, I can remember this, out of Tampa, Florida, calling up from a payphone. And he was calling from a payphone. There's no doubt about that. Saying how he just got out of a gang and he, he was being chased, but he's listening to the show. I mean, he, this kid kept us going for freaking months. And we bought it, hook, line, hook, line, and sinker. The old catfish call. The other time that it happened was with a woman. Uh, this woman was listening to the show, supposedly, and sending me all these emails with these incredible pictures of her. No nude pictures, nothing like that, but just gorgeous. Just these gorgeous. And I, have to, I feel so embarrassed telling you this, but it's the truth. 
She was so gorgeous. I'm replying, right? And she was somewhere, I don't know where she was in the United States of America. And, you know, every three or four weeks, I'd get like five days of, of emails from her and all these gorgeous pictures. And then there would be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be coming to your studio and I can't wait to meet you and blah, 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 blah. So this went on for months. She had me, oh my, she had me hooked. And, you know, then I would get the stories. All of a sudden, the stories coming in about she couldn't come because of some kind of tragedy. You know, it's the classic thing we hear about now. But I didn't know it back then until one day my office manager, Pat, um, she goes, hey, you know, I got this this package of pictures in the mail from a listener. And, oh, my Lord, she's gorgeous. And I said, oh, that you know, I know who that is. That's so-and-so. And then she said, um, well, do you know who she is? And I said, no. And she goes, no, that's not that's not her name. Her name is... And it was some model. So this woman had me so fooled because obviously I don't know my female models. And uh, then it ended. Then it ended. Oh, my God. 1-800-548-8255. This is an interesting one. Uh, 21-year-old man. His parents keep trying to fix him up with girlfriends. It's driving me crazy. Uh, Mom already has two blind dates for me through her work next week. I'm a 21-year-old guy. I had one girlfriend in high school. I've been single ever since. I know they mean well, but I'm unhappy. What do I do? You know, when you have – you're an adult and you have your parents that are doing things like trying to set you up on dates, there's only one thing to do, and that is to lovingly – and it might take you a thousand times – to ask them to stop. Thank you very much, but no, I'm not going on a date. And do not go. If this is something, look at moms and dads love you. They love you. Your mom and dad loves you, but it doesn't mean that you have to go along with the game. They have your best interest in heart, but it may not be for you. So you have to be willing to have your mom and dad unhappy with you if you want to break this, or if you don't, if you just go along because, you know, mom and dad mean well, and if that's not what you want and you don't break it now, you're going to build resentments. It's going to continue for years, and at some point you're going to explode. Because that's what we all do. Or if you don't explode, you're going to all of a sudden disappear from the family. You're going to quit hanging around. You're going to quit going to functions out of resentments. The most important thing you can do is to be honest and to refuse to go on those dates if that's what you want. Listen to your gut. You know, Jan Spiller was just on. And a lot of what Jan was saying to the different people calling is listen to your intuition. It's almost like this. I spoke at a uh, at a church last week, and I did the sermons in the morning and in the afternoon. I did a seminar on love, and I say, and I tell people this all the time: your partner, who you're ticked off at right now for doing whatever they're doing, there's a damn good chance within the first seven days of a relationship, a dating relationship, at the most thirty, they were doing the same stuff. That is the truth. Whatever you don't like, in the beginning, we have a tendency to put blinders on and to not see. We want love. We crave love. So we are willing to be blind to what the person is, who the person is, what they like that we don't like. All that stuff is happening within the first 7 to 31 days. And yet we wait 6 months, a year, 10, 30, 40 years, and we're holding resentments when they have been real with us from day one. If you need any help understanding this, email us at talkdavid.com. This is an area we love to work in. Get out of denial. Get out of the fantasy. We'll cover this topic on another on another show, but there is no such thing as a soulmate. There's no such thing as one person in this world who's perfect for you, and if you could just find them, the relationship would be absolutely heaven on earth. It's not going to happen, and I'll tell you more in the future of why that is the fact, regardless of what all your best-selling books tell you. 
<laughs> You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Email us at talkdavid.com during the week. I love to hear from you. We'll bring in more of your emails last week. And if you're ready to change your life for the better, your body, your money, your love life, email me. Work with me. We will work with you. We will rock you like we have other individuals and couples for the last 25 years. Sending you love. Have a great week. See you next Saturday. I'm David Essel. Goodbye.